0: Welcome to another edition of the Coach Buck Podcast. I am your host, Coach Buck, and as always, the Coach Buck Podcast is brought to you by goodifhegoals.com and thecoachbuck.com. Coming up on today's show, it's a wrap. Kevin Durant has made his decision, and he has decided to go to the Golden State Warriors. I got a whole lot to say about that. Stay tuned. It's a sad day for the NBA. Well, I shouldn't say day that happened on Monday. Sad week. We'll go with that. Sad week for the NBA. Um, Also, we'll touch on some of the other major free agent signings that happened as well. But first, I want to start with Kevin Durant. Choosing to go to the Golden State Warriors. What a coward. Punk, and a whole lot of other adjectives that I really don't want to say, because I like to keep this podcast PG PG thirteen ish at the very at the very most thirteen ish, but but preferably PG. So let me get this straight: we talking about one of the top three players in the NBA? Was in the Western Conference Finals. By the way, he has a teammate that's one of the top five players in the NBA. But anyway, this team that he that this guy was on. Was all going up against a 73-9 and win Golden State Warriors team. And took it all the way to seven games. They was up 3-1. Up 3-1. And the only reason they didn't win was mainly in large part because of Kevin Durant and his dumb turnovers. So all of that in mind Jeff rolls around Sam Presti makes a great trade to improve the Thunder roster from what it was last year getting Victor Oladipo um, and Sabonis from the Magic and the option to keep Ilya Sobot, and they gave up Ibaka to do it. So now they got a chance to be even better next year. Essentially, they would have been they would have been the favorites to win the title next year, in my opinion. Now would it have been tougher than what it would like most likely be playing with the Warriors. Absolutely, but I thought these was competitors. I thought, thought we was dealing with some some real competitors. I thought that's what sport was all about. Thought it was about seeing who really is the best. That's why I don't get this generation, man. They ain't got no heart. You lose in the Western Conference Finals to the Warriors, and your your answer, your solution to overcome. Not being able to get to the finals. Is to just go join the damn team that beat you. Put you out. What kind of bull is that? It's a punk move. Quote Stephen A. Smith. It's the weakest move I've ever seen by a superstar. It's the weakest move I've ever seen by an athlete. Period. That's non-criminal related. The only thing I can think of weaker And what Kevin Durant is, is these athletes that put their hands on women in in these domestic violence suits. Outside of that, I can't think of anything else weaker than what Kevin Durant just did. It's weak. You now have four of the top 20 players in the league on one team. Two of the top 10. Some would even argue three of the top 10. Actually, you can make a case that the big four is all in the top 15. It's just all It depends on who you're asking and how you want to rank. That's a teaser right there. My top 100 NBA players will be out by the end of the month, hopefully. Stay tuned for that. But back to this Kevin Durant situation. A lot of people coming out trying to say, well, he's a free agent. He got the right to go where he wants. Who the hell said he don't got the right to go where he wants? I don't have no problem with Kevin Durant choosing to leave OKC. But don't tell me he left for a better lifestyle. The Lakers wanted Kevin Durant to come to LA. You telling me it's better in San Francisco than LA? Pat Riley wanted him in Miami. I don't think it's better in San Francisco than in Miami. The Knicks wanted him. Is it better in San Francisco than in New York? Plus it would have been tax free in Miami. San Antonio wanted him. Maybe lifestyle ain't as good in San Antonio as in San Francisco, but that's another tax-free state. I'm not buying that life crap. Now, maybe he didn't like the players on the Warriors team more than even his own teammates and wanted to be in that environment. But, damn, you can be friends in the offseason. Kevin Durant, I mean, uh, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Melo, D-Wade, they all on vacation right now. That don't mean that all four of them need to play together. I, this generation of basketball—it makes me sick. I'm gonna go join this team because my friends on this team. Because I, I wanna, I wanna have fun every day at work. You playing basketball. Damn that. Be the best. Win. And win against the best competition you can possibly win against. What possible real satisfaction can come from winning a championship on a team this good? You supposed to win. The the Golden State ro, I mean the Golden State Warriors Ross ain't even full yet, and they already calling them the greatest team ever assembled. You supposed to win. As far as I'm concerned, they better win no less than seventy five games and win the championship, and not one of them series ought to go to seven games. Well, that's the way I look at them. And this is where he decided to go. The third or second best player in the game. That's wild, man. That is wild. I can't I still can't believe. It. It's just sad. It's sad. And now I want to address all the idiots out there that wanna compare this to LeBron James when he left to go to the Heat back in two thousand ten. This is nothing to like. It's not even close. You want to talk about comparing apples to oranges. What a stupid comparison. So let me get this right. The 2010 Miami Heat won 40-something games. Best player on the team was D-Wade. Second best player on the team was probably Jermaine O'Neal. Or young, underachieving Michael Beasley. Take your pick. They got to the playoffs and got bounced in the first round. LeBron James is a free agent that offseason. D-Wade is a free agent. Chris Bosh is a free agent. The Heat have the cap space. All three decide to go to Miami. Okay. How is that the same as this? You say they both ring chase. I don't have a problem with Kevin Durant ring chase. Kevin Durant could have literally went to any of the other 28 teams in the league except for Cleveland and Golden State, and I wouldn't have had a problem with it at all. And there's plenty of other teams he could have went to to ring chase. Could have went to San Antonio. Could have went to Washington. Could have went to Boston. They just got Al Horvath too. If you, get, you put Al Horvath and Durant on Boston, they're automatically the second best team in the East with a chance to beat Cleveland. A lot of places you could have went. It wasn't a done deal when the Big Three were formed in Miami. Boston was still in the picture. And everybody was looking forward to them going toe-to-toe with Boston. Boston was the team that LeBron couldn't beat. He didn't go to Boston. If, if if LeBron had went to Boston, then that's what this would have been like. Because they already had a big three established in Boston with KG Pierce and Ray Allen. So if the Celtics could have somehow figured out a way to squeeze LeBron under the cap, that would have been what Durant just did. This ain't that. What LeBron did is what Durant, would, I mean, what would have happened if Durant Decided to get without who the best free agents on the market this year. Let's say let's say LeBron opted out. If LeBron and Durant both went to LA, I would have had less problem with that than this. Assume let's say let's say the Cavs lost in the finals again. Then, because people were saying if they lost again, maybe LeBron would consider leaving. Had the Cavs lost and LeBron and Durant teamed up because they felt like they needed to do that to be the Warriors. I wouldn't even have a problem with it. Because the Warriors are a team- 73-win team. So, you know, they would have been the only two superstars on the team in LA, surrounded by a bunch of other young guys. So, it would have still been a, you know, competitive and I think everybody would have loved to see Golden State going against, you know, trying to see if LeBron and Durant can top them. Anything like that. But to go to the team that just beats you. They just put you out. And so you go home. Well, can't beat them. Might as well join them. That's what this is. Can't beat them. Join them. I'm disgusted by it. It's trash. I don't think anybody out there that's a real basketball fan should have an ounce of respect left for Kevin Durant. Tell what you want about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook would have never done this. Never. I'm not saying he wouldn't have left OKC. Okay. He would have never went to that team. Not that team. Not the teams that put him out. No way. No way. Hell no. Not Russ. Russell Westbrook a real competitor. And Kevin Durant just punked out and took the easy way out. That's all I got to say, man. I got no respect for what that man did. None. At all. Let's talk about some of the other moves that happened in NBA free agency. And before I d- dive deep into that, I want to touch one more thing. Just on the overall big picture this year of free agency. People need to get over the cap. I mean, the contract numbers they're seeing with these players. Get over it. They're getting more money because there's more money available. Every year of NBA free agency since I've been alive, players get overpaid. Role players get overpaid in free agency. It's the way it works. Especially restricted free agency. See a lot of people up in arms about like Tyler Johnson from the Heat second round pick. Got four years, $50 million offer sheet from the Nets. First of all, not a single top flight free agent is giving the Nets the time of day. The Nets can't even get a meeting with a guy like a Durant or Al Horford. And they've got all their cap space and those draft picks. What the hell do you want them to do with the money? Just let it sit there? They got to spend it on somebody. And Tyler Johnson actually ain't a bad player. About four years ago, the NBA salary cap was $58 million. You take the deal Tyler Johnson just got, you convert it back to when uh, the cap was $58 million. It's about a four-year $30 million deal instead of a four-year $50-something million. About $7.5 million. I highly doubt back then if he got four years $30 million, people would be that upset about it. Or that, you know, saying this is outrageous. Like they've been saying now. Um, I look at a guy like Evan Fournier from the Magic. He got a five-year, $85 million deal from the Orlando Magic. And people are just like, what? He don't deserve that. Blah, blah, blah. If he had signed that deal back when the cap was $58 million, it would have been like a five-year, $55 million. And that would count the exact same percentage against the cap as it's going to count against the $94 million cap. Cap goes up, player salaries are going to go up. What these agents are doing to, to get the numbers that they want for their clients for, from the teams and what the teams will probably do, they're using a cap conversion chart. That's all they're doing. They're taking what the money would have been back when the cap was lower, figuring out what percentage of the cap that would have taken up, and then they're applying that percentage to this amount of money that they have in place now. And thus you get higher cap I mean of uh, dollar amounts on these contracts. It's real simple math. But you idiots out there, you don't get that. You just see eighty-five million dollars, Kent Bazemore with whatever he got. You see Evan Turner and who else? Alan Crab with seventy million dollars and you You just want to lose it. Shut up. Use some common sense. It's not the same. Things change. Oh, Mike Conley's the highest paid player. He's never even been an all-star. Shut up. Just shut up. He's not going to be the highest. He's not the highest paid player. Because when the next season starts, LeBron's going to be making more money than him. So just shut up. He got the most total money, right? And that's just for right now. When LeBron gets his five-year deal next year, it's gonna blow that out the water. When Durant signs his, it'll be a little more. When Chris Paul signs his next year, it'll be more. When um Seth Curry signs his, it'll be more. So I just really need everybody to stop overreacting about these damn contracts. It is what it is. Players are going to get even more money next year. A player like Evan Forner got $17 million a year this year. A same caliber player might get anywhere from 18 to 20 next year. So, get over it. It is what it is. Now, moving on. The second best free agent, unrestricted free agent anyway, was Al Horford. Al Horford decided to go to the Boston Celtics. This is big for the Boston Celtics. It now puts them in a legitimate seat at the Eastern Conference Finals table. Um, As things are constructed right now, it pretty much looks like there are four teams with a real shot to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, the Cuban Cavaliers Obviously, the Toronto Raptors, who were able to re-sign DeMar DeRozan, which was huge. They lost Bismarck Biambo, but getting DeRozan was the big piece that they needed to get done, which will keep them in that 50-55 to 55 win range and put them in position to be the second or third seed in the East next year. Um, As I said, Boston getting out Horford, pairing him with Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley and all those guys they got there, I think will definitely put them in a ch- uh, position to finish in the top four and maybe get to the Eastern Conference Finals, assuming they don't get the fourth seed and have to play Cleveland in the second round. And then that fourth team I want to talk about is the Indiana Pacers, who got one of the best bargain values in free agency this summer. They got Al Jefferson from the Hornets on a three-year, $30 million deal. That's ten million dollars a year and again if you want to use a cap conversion to look at what that value is like back when the cap was 58 million that type of deal for Al Jefferson would have came out to be about three years 19 million dollars wow a little a little over 6 million a year that's the type of value they just got for the best low post offensive big man in basketball now, with him down low and Paul George on the perimeter, they, they they can really get the inside-outside game going. They also traded for Jeff Teague, if you will remember. So, they upgraded at point guard, getting Jeff Teague. They've got Paul George. They've got Al Jefferson. Miles Turner is only going to get better. C.J. Miles is still there. Um, had him a love of Montes there. If they can get him coming off the bench, I'll actually like that more. So, they're doing a lot of good things in Indy right now. I like Boston, and Toronto is still Toronto. I still don't think any of those three teams are going to beat Cleveland in a seven-game series, but the East certainly is more interesting at the moment. Andre Drummond um, got the max from the Pistons. We pretty much knew that that was coming. Um, let's go to the West. I think... The team that had the biggest summer in the West, outside of Golden State, obviously, was the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies got Chandler Parsons. Some might say they overpaid for Chandler Parsons on um, a four-year deal, well over 90 million dollars. But for the Grizzlies, I don't think they overpaid them at all. The Grizzlies really spent some money. They maxed. They pretty much maxed out Parsons and Conley, and they're gonna pair those two with Mark Gasol and Zach Randolph. Tony Allen's still there. They drafted Wade Baldwin. The Grizzlies have done some good things. They also got Deontay Davis in, free age, I mean, in the draft in the second round. Memphis got a team. And now that OKC just got significantly weaker, they, they are easily in the top four in the West. Barring injuries like they had last year, they'll be in the second round, most likely. And they could give any of the top three teams, what well, they I don't know if they can give anybody can give Golden State real problems if they really get it clicking. But other than Golden State, they can give the other teams some problems. Especially the Clippers. They've always given the Clippers problems. Um So we'll just see how they all gel together with Parsons in the mix. He gives them that wing score that they just they've just never had. And he fixes the floor spacing issues that they've always had. On the Spurs, my San Antonio Spurs. We got Paul Gasol. Um, there are rumors that Tim Duncan is going to retire. And I think the only reason Tim opted into that contract probably was to go to the Durant meeting and try to sell him on coming to the Spurs and making a title run. I, I, they probably talked about it and said, you know, if we can get Kevin Durant, I'll come back. If not, I'm going to retire. We didn't get Kevin Durant. The minute we didn't get Kevin Durant, the stories reported came out Duncan's considering retirement. So, he's probably going to retire. Good. He needs to go. I don't want to see Tim Duncan the way I saw him last year. I just, that's my all-time favorite NBA player. I don't want to watch him like that anymore. He needs to go home. And now that we got Paul Gasol, we no longer have use for Tim Duncan. Um, we lost David West, but, I mean, and we're going to probably trade DL. But, Boban Marjanovic was one of the best backup centers in the NBA last year. Um, All his advanced statistics were off the charts. And I would love to see him back in that backup center role, getting more minutes this year. And with David West and D.L. out the picture, he could definitely do that. Um, Gasol and Aldridge are both versatile and skilled enough to play either the five or the four. So we should be able to get Boban a lot more minutes this year. And Gasol is a huge upgrade offensively over Tim Duncan. He's a downgrade defensively, but he's an upgrade offensively. And if you look in those playoffs against OKC, the Spurs were just fine defensively. Um, I don't think the Thunder really even got over 100 points very much. We, we, we was dealing the Thunder up. They were just dealing us up too. The, the most impressive thing about the Thunder in that series was that how they defended the Spurs, in my opinion. It wasn't even what they did offensively. They won that series because they shut the Spurs down. Part of the reason they shut the Spurs down was because the Aldridge didn't show up in the last five games. I mean, uh, excuse me, four games. And another reason was because Tim Duncan was nowhere to be found offensively. Missing wide open layups. Um, just complete liability to the point where we really couldn't even play him. That's not going to be the case with Gasol. Not only that, they killed us on the glass. Because Saul averaged um, nearly ten defensive rebounds per thirty-six minutes last year, one of the highest defensive rebounding percentages amongst um, bigs in the league last year. He will help on the glass. So, but now the Thunder aren't really an issue since they lost Durant. We're definitely not worried about Golden State out rebounding us. He can help against the Clippers though, because they got DeAndre Jordan. So. And, but most importantly, it keeps LaMarcus Aldridge from having to play center. Because we know he doesn't really like to. So Gasol will be the center. LaMarcus Aldridge will be the power forward. I like that for the Spurs. Let's talk about the Thunder. What does losing Kevin Durant mean for this franchise? Where does it leave them? Where do they go over here? Where do they go from here? Well, if I'm Sam Presti. If I'm Billy Donovan, if I'm anybody that's at the top of that Thunder decision making for the front office or whatever, I'm immediately sending a memo out to the, all the teams. Russell Westbrook is available. Send me your best offers. It ought to be like a um, something you put on Craigslist when you want to sell something. It ought to be like that. There needs to be an immediate ad going up for NBA. Opposing general managers that Russell Westbrook is for sale. We don't even care what we don't. We, we ain't even asking for the of specifically. We want everybody's best offer. Give us show, show, us what you got, what you can offer. They ought to have an abs- a bidding war for Russell Westbrook. That's what needs to happen for the Thunder, because he reports are he's not coming back, or at least he won't commit to an extension. I can't see another free agent wanting to go to OKC even with Westbrook there. Um, Maybe they would. Um, You you look at next year's class, it's going to be Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, Durant will be a free agent again, Steph Curry will be a free agent, Um, LeBron will be a free agent, but can you really see any of those guys going to OKC? Blake might. He's from there. Oh, he went to college in Oklahoma. And I think there's reports that the Thunder think that they might be able to get Blake. But do you really want to risk Westbrook leaving? Because you might be able to get Blake Griffin? Um, I know one thing. Blake. I'm sure Blake would consider going there if Westbrook was there. If Westbrook wasn't there, Blake's not going to go there. So, with that in mind... I just, I don't think, I don't, and even if the Blake wanted to go to the Thunder with Russ still on the roster after the season was over, I still think Russ would want to leave. I think Russ wants to go to LA or New York. That's what's being reported. He wants to be in a big market. He's a big personality, and really the city of Oklahoma City probably just doesn't fit him. So, I think he's going to move on. Now, I think that also limits the trade market for Russell Westbrook because a lot of teams simply can't trade for Westbrook. You know, like a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, they got a lot of assets. Westbrook ain't signing a long-term extension in Milwaukee. So, that's no reason for them to call or something. Um Who else? Hmm. The Magic, they got some young assets. I don't know. I don't think Westbrook, Westbrook wants to be in Orlando. Miami, if Miami wants to call about Westbrook, they can. The Knicks, the Clippers or the Lakers. The Bulls in Chicago, maybe Boston. I don't know if that probably won't be Westbrook's flavor, but it is a good team, and it's a big city and a huge market in Boston. Eh. I think, I think the teams with the best shots to signing him, I mean, if, of actually keeping them, if if they traded for him, would be the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Bulls, and the Heat. Those would be five teams, I think, that if they traded for Westbrook, they convinced him that they had a plan to put a good team around him to win, compete for titles, and he, he, he played there, and he liked it, and he liked the coaching staff, he would actually consider resigning. them. All the other teams probably shouldn't trade for him because he's probably going to leave. That's how I feel about Westbrook. You cannot trade for Westbrook, give up valuable assets, and then have him walk on you a year later. That's stupid. So unless, if you're a smaller market team and you want to trade for Westbrook, the only way I'm doing that is if I get a commitment from Westbrook to sign an extension before we make the trade. And there is precedent for that. A player can sign an extension and then get traded to a team. That can happen. So unless Westbrook does that, I ain't trading for him if I'm a smaller market team. But that's all i got for you on today's show. Once again, Kevin Durant is a punk, coward, sissy boy that left and took the easy way out. God bless on your new championship, Kevin Durant. I'm out. See you next uh, tomorrow. It's been real. Thank you for listening.